the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Tomorrow, 1130, we'll have U.S. Senate candidate Jane Timken in studio. So we'll get the chance for uh, Jane to update us on her campaign. She, Josh Mandel, Matt Dolan, J.D. Vance, and Mike Gibbons are the five remaining main candidates in the race. The undecided portion of the race still so big that it is impossible to tell what will happen on May 3rd when we have the state primary. So we look forward to Jane Timken being in studio tomorrow. I know Jane is a strong, strong, strong critic of those who would say that biological men who refer to themselves as transgender girls should be allowed to play sports with biological girls or share the same kind of spaces. But this is obviously a very, very popular view on the left. It is an attempt to take the first step. Well, it's not really the first step. The steps have been taken place, but it's a bold step. It's a big step. Sometimes, you know, you gather yourself before you try to jump across a creek. You run, take little tiny steps, and then launch. This would be the jump across the creek, which would get the left to where it wants to go on marginalizing parents, ruining the nuclear family, stealing kids away from us, all accomplished if they're able to get the transgender ideology ingrained as normal, ingrained as kind, compassion. Uh, listen to the illogic of this position as articulated by David Moore of the Pennsylvania Equality Project. If you are a trans girl, then you are in fact a girl. And if you're a trans boy, you are in fact a trans boy. And eventually trans girls become trans women and trans boys become trans men, and they deserve the same uh, rights that their cisgender counterparts already have. They do enjoy some of the same rights. They enjoy, you know, the right not to be bullied, not to be uh, demonized, but they do not enjoy the right to use spaces reserved for biological females. He said, if you're a trans boy then you are a boy. Now, what what makes you a trans boy? Is it the, uh, it is the saying you are a trans boy? It is the feeling you have, okay? You have a female biological body, but you feel you are a boy, and so your feelings make you trans, and he says being trans makes you a boy. And what other aspect of our society does your feeling make that a reality? 
If I feel like a rhinoceros, am I therefore a rhinoceros? If I feel like I'm a car, am I therefore a car? No. If I said it too loudly, too uh, broadly to people that I was, in fact, a rhinoceros because I feel like one, I would soon find myself in front of a psychologist because they would say that I have a mental illness. And so it's not something that you can say that will uh, insulate you from criticism, but it is, in fact a mental illness or progression toward a mental illness when people say they are not the sex that they are born. So the left's hope is that they can just continue to wear us down by telling us how terrible we are for believing what is self-evident. I tweeted a quote today from uh, Voltaire, and uh, this quote is uh, spot on. And the quote is that, If they can get you to believe absurdities, they can make you commit atrocities. If they can get you to believe absurdities, they can get you to commit atrocities. Was Adolf Hitler able to get German citizens to believe absurdities? That Jews were holding back the German population? Yes, he was able to get people to believe that absurdity. And did they commit atrocities? Yes, they did. Eventually, the left strategy will go from just criticizing you to removing you from society. Hello, January 6th protesters. Even January 6th lawbreakers. Did they break the law in such a fashion that the number of them who are still locked up should still be locked up? Did the actual crime they committed, whether it's trespassing, whether it's vandalism, whether it's assault on a police officer... Does that carry a mandatory prison sentence of an indefinite prison sentence of a year plus? I don't think it does. Uh, The guy who shot up the uh, Sacramento bar area and killed six people and wounded many, many more. Uh, Have you seen his rap sheet? He's out of jail in order to wreak unspeakable havoc on innocent people. Uh, Take a look. Now, remember, the people, like guys, ladies, patriots, upset that their candidate didn't win the election, go to Washington, D.C. to a rally, likely never arrested for anything more nefarious than a traffic violation, are still in jail, uh, while DeAndre Martin has uh, the freedom to get out of jail, despite the fact that in 2014, he pleaded guilty to domestic violence, served 30 days in jail, community service. 2016, charged with felony, aggravated assault, and domestic violence. Second time domestic violence. Sentenced to two and a half years in prison. 2018, he didn't serve two and a half years or he wouldn't have been out. In 2018, charged again with domestic violence, three-time offender, misdemeanor criminal damage, and felony marijuana violation. He was found guilty of violating his probation the following year. And yet, he's out, and he's shooting up an area of people leaving a bar on a Sunday morning in Sacramento. But the January 6th protesters are still in 
jail. So if you think the leftists won't eventually get to the point where you'll be criminally liable for putting forward viewpoints that they deem, and they're the arbiter of all things diverse, equitable, and inclusive, I don't share your confidence that you will never be placed in the prison system or in the legal system for standing up for the fact that, no, a trans boy is not a boy. A trans boy is a confused, somewhat, perhaps seriously mentally ill girl who thinks she's a boy. And the thinking you are a boy does not make you a boy. But it does, according to David Moore of the Pennsylvania Equality Project. It does, according to Joe Biden. And it does, according to the people in the Biden administration, including the people in his Justice Department. Because they have warned attorneys general in every state in the union that they would be violating civil rights laws if they keep minors from receiving, quote, gender-affirming care. Minors. Gender-affirming care. Biden released a video message that said affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them confused and suicidal. No, no, that would be where I would have edited his statement. Uh, Affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. Really? Affirming their identity. Why is the suicide rate 40%? Oh, I know. It's Joe Biden, so nothing's his fault. It's my fault. What is gender-affirming care? Hmm. The Department of Health and Human Services defines gender-affirming care as, quote, an array of services that may include medical, surgical, mental health, and non-medical services for transgender and non-binary people. For transgender and non-binary children and adolescents, Early gender-affirming care is crucial to overall health and well-being as it allows the child or adolescent to focus on social transitions and can, and can increase their confidence while navigating the healthcare system. It can also plunge them into incredible levels of confusion and misery because giving a girl testosterone when she's in her teens introduces an array of physical symptoms that she is not prepared for and won't understand and will likely result in her depression deepening rather than resolving. Hence the suicide rate of 40%. So the Biden administration is all in on this. We have to be ready to fight back. One state is fighting back, more than one actually, 14 I think have laws against it. Ohio does not yet get busy, Ohio General Assembly, but we'll tell you what one state is doing, which I think is A fantastic response to all of this, next on The Bruce Hooley Show. I was too young when John Glenn was a senator from Ohio to really know how or if he was progressive. Because I enjoyed liking John Glenn as an Ohio senator because he's an American hero. Uh, first American to uh, orbit the Earth. And I'm thinking about John Glenn today because there's an editorial in the Columbus Dispatch by a gentleman who apparently used to be uh, John Glenn's press secretary, uh, chief of staff, rather. Yeah, chief of staff and press secretary. 
Dale Butland. Uh, Dale Butland, I'm sure, doesn't write the headline. Well, I'm not sure. I assume he doesn't. But the headline is representative of his idiotic column in the Columbus Dispatch. America is not a Christian nation. Republican attacks would shock founders. Uh, Yes, America is a Christian nation. We do not have Christianity as the established state-approved religion of the country. That is what is precluded by the Constitution. But all these guys who argue, and ladies who argue that, you know, uh, separation of church and state, blah, 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 blah. Separation of church and state is never mentioned, that phrase, in the Constitution. Not one time. Not once. It just says you cannot make an official state religion like the Church of England was or the King of England when we rebelled. Dale Butlin writes, Today, the separation of church and state is under assault. It is? It is? Like... Did I miss it? Did we re-establish the posting of the Ten Commandments in public schools? Is that a thing? Are we doing that again? I hope. I wish. We should. Because the principles are moral principles that benefit all mankind, not just Christians. But I don't think that's happening. So Dale Butland writing that the separation of church and state is under assault. I was in a public high school the other day. I I didn't see the Ten Commandments. Do they pray in schools still? And I'm not talking about Christian schools or parochial schools. Do they pray in public schools? Don't think so. Somebody would complain. So his assertion is ludicrous. And no, asking Katanji Brown-Jackson, as Lindsey Graham did, if she has a faith and how that would impact her rulings, that's not a violation of the Constitution. And to argue that it is, is such a moronic viewpoint and shows this assertion that America was not a Christian nation. I mean, the, apparently Dale Butlin, even though he served an American hero who served as senator from the state of Ohio, Dale Butlin apparently never read anything said by Thomas Jefferson or Ben Franklin or George Washington or John Adams, because there are myriad comments from the founders of this country about the importance of deference to and reliance on God. So uh, Dale is presenting an alternative universe, but of course he is. He's a Democrat, and that's what they do. They present an alternate universe. Demonstrated most recently, most ardently, most uh, erroneously, by the twisted, demented evil of transgenderism, the ideology, not the people. The people are fine. They're just trapped, much like a human trafficking victim, in a horrendous, horrendous mindset that they cannot escape. For a human trafficking victim, a lot of times it's physical threats of violence. For a transgender person, it is the threat of being marginalized by those who you think are lending meaning to your life, the people who you think are giving you community, the people who you think are affirming you and upholding you. But try to leave that community and try to live to the authentic sex that God created you, and you will find out very fast who your friends are and who your enemies are, because your enemies will be unmerciful. 
So this is a thing in all states, and if they can get biological men competing in women's sports, they will ruin women's sports. They will eradicate women's sports. We have a Protect Women's Sports Act in the state of Ohio. It's sitting in committee because the leadership in the Ohio General Assembly is inept. Tennessee, uh, they have proposed a law that would withhold funding from school districts. Here you go. Take the money away. Withhold funding from school districts that allow transgender students to participate in sports. It passed the Tennessee Senate Education Committee on March the 29th, and it's close to becoming law. It would require the state's commissioner of education to withhold a portion of state education funding if the school refuses to determine the gender of a student participating in sports. There would be financial penalties, and of course, the wokesters, the human rights campaign and others are against this. It's a hate bill. It's a this. It's all you have to be able to withstand against the the lies that are lobbed at you, the labels that are placed on you. You have to be able to stand against it. Stand on truth. Just stand on the truth. No, that is not a girl. Leah Thomas is not a girl. Rachel Levine is not a girl, not a woman. Rachel Levine is not the first four-star female admiral. She might be the first guy dressing as a woman admiral. Leah Thomas is the first guy to win a national championship masquerading as a woman. But I will not. I will not lie to you and tell you that they are women because they are not women. So Tennessee has a good law. Ohio could take a page out of Tennessee's book and do what Tennessee is doing. Uh, Michael in Columbus has a thought. Michael, welcome to the Bruce Willie Show. Hello, Bruce. Um, my thought is, is it may not mention a god or divine each of in the United States Constitution, but each of the 50 states mentions God or divine in their Constitution. Well, our Constitution says that our rights are given to us by our Creator. So I would argue that our Creator is God, and so our so God is mentioned in the Constitution. What I said was that separation of church and state, that phrase is not in the Constitution. I was just a little fun fact that each of the states own constitutions mentions a god or divine in them themselves. Yeah, well, I'm I'm remiss in that I don't remember who said this, but I know that it was one of our founders who said that our constitution was made would would only work for a moral and religious people. And obviously, uh, the Democratic Party has abandoned God. They booed God at one of their recent conventions. They have no interest in serving Him. They have no interest in acknowledging Him. And again, I don't try to overload the show with scripture references and too many personal allusions to my faith, but it does establish the prism through which I view life, and I can't speak about some issues without giving a faith perspective on it. And as transgenderism goes, I don't know how churches like First Community Church in Columbus, which is a heretical church, embracing transgenderism and the LGBTQ lifestyle, as it does, extolling it. I wish they extolled God's word and the fear of the Lord and the authority 
I bet if you ask the leadership of First Community Church, do you believe in the Great Commission? So sure, sure we believe in the Great Commission. We're That's what we're doing with Camp Akita, where we welcome transgender kids and give them a camp experience. Well, the very first thing in the Great Commission is not go and baptize. The very first thing in the Great Commission is all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. But if you're not going to give God that authority, you can't be following the Great Commission. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.